0: Star Wars Action News presents Republic Forces Radio Network bringing you coverage of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Our hosts will review the toys, books, comics, games and all things related to the Clone Wars animated series and after each new episode airs on Cartoon Network our hosts will recap and review the show. And we want to hear your thoughts on the Clone Wars. Call us at 415-508-JEDI every Saturday after a new episode, and your call may be played on the air.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to a special Star Wars Celebration Six episode of Republic Forces Radio Network. I'm Jerry, and I'm joined here today by Jonathan and Arnie.
2: Hey everyone. Can't wait to talk about the stuff that we saw at C6. Hello, happy to be back on Republic Forces Radio Network, just continuing what appears to be a marathon of Celebration Six coverage from me. There's been a podcast coming out every day in Star Wars Action News.
1: And just so everybody knows, this is approximately what, guys, you know, less than twenty-four hours after we've all gotten home and recovering from the marathon that was Celebration Six.
3: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
1: And you know, speaking of celebration, that's why we're here today, of course. And what an amazing presence Clone Wars actually had at Celebration! I was I was quite impressed. I mean, I walked into Celebration, and Clone Wars was kind of the the last thing on my mind. I just. Yeah, I knew we'd have an event. I knew we'd probably see a, a trailer, but I just, I just didn't think that we were going to see anything huge. What, what'd you guys think?
3: I was, when I went to celebration, I was very curious on the role that the Clone Wars was going to play in celebration. I mean, as we discussed at the end of last season, you know, the, the, to some degree, the future is kind of in doubt. The ratings haven't been that great and there are definitely s- some changes to, how Clone Wars is being presented. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. And even the first couple of days, Jerry and I, Jerry, you and I discussed this. There didn't seem to be a lot of Clone Wars costuming, as compared to other Star Wars representation. That changed as it it went on. But I was curious on who was interested in Clone Wars at Celebration. And again, we'll we'll talk more about that as the show goes on.
2: I have to say, one of the coolest costume groups I saw was Clone Wars, and it took me a minute to realize it. I saw this guy dressed as Bosk, and he was on the stilts and everything. I didn't recognize him as Bosk at first, though, because he wasn't in that standard mustard yellow and white outfit. He was in this orange outfit, and I'm like, is he just another Trandoshan? Is he going EU? What's he doing? And then I see Cad Bane, or at least a member of that species whose name I'm blanking on, the Cantina alien guys. Duros. And Duros, thank you. <laughs> they say in duo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's without his hat, and then I notice he's wearing the same orange jumpsuit, and I suddenly realize they've recreated the Prison Escape Bounty Hunter gang in the full prison jumpsuits. It was so cool. Oh, wow, that is cool. I
3: must have missed that. That would have been cool to see. Arnie, what day did you see that?
2: That was on Friday. Okay. And I was in a hurry. I didn't get a chance to snap a pic. I was rushing up to do a live podcast, but saw them in passing out in that main hall, and they were amazing. And I did see some other Cad Bane-ish costumes. A lot of Grievous, but that kind of skirts the line. One of the – and,
3: Jerry – Kind of correct me if you think I'm wrong. One of the more impressive ones that we saw was a was a really good of uh, press.
1: Yes, he was uh, an excellent of press, and it kind of you know there's a little bit of a conversation we won't get into here that Jonathan and I had off and on throughout the whole weekend about people playing to their own physical characteristics in terms of how they costume. You know, we were joking about the Darth Vader's who are like, you know, my height. I'm five foot eight. I'm not costuming as Darth Vader or, you know, taking, you know, whatever you have going for you and being the right character. So we saw this guy. He was every bit of six foot five and 230 pounds, and he made a perfect Savage press.
2: Well, that leads to the Darth Maul I saw on Saturday. Yeah, we saw him too. I think I know who you're talking about. I definitely know who you're
3: talking about.
2: I'm going by and I see this guy in a wheelchair or some kind of thing. And I'm like, he did a really good job on hiding his legs. I can't. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't have legs. That's uncomfortable kind of all the way around. I think I was like. Is it okay to take a picture?
1: Oh, hey, no, I applauded it because I, I don't know which one of us saw it first between Jonathan and I, but we tapped on the other one's shoulder and said, yep, there's an example right there. That's taking who you are, being the Star Wars fan, and saying, hey, you know what? I, I don't have legs, and this is how I'm, I can celebrate Star Wars, and I, my, my hat's off. because Now, later, after Jonathan and I were talking about that, some guy dressed up as Obi-Wan, like a Clone Wars Obi-Wan, turned on his lightsaber... And then the guy who was doing Darth Maul, I guess, had one, too. And they posed for a picture where they're clashing blades.
3: I mean, he, he certainly embraced it. He took a disability, uh, you know, an impairment, and decided to make it work for him as far as costuming. I mean, hey, I, I applaud that. I think that's a nice thing. Every fan can find something in Star Wars that they can do.
2: Now, if you really want to impress me next time, though, I want to see a Spider Maul. Somebody will do it. I said That Grievous had some wonderful puppet legs. Somebody will be able to pull that off. But let's talk about the Clone Wars show. I mean, that's something that I was looking forward to getting to see as we got to the con. And then I started to plan my schedule and I was like, eh, it'll be on TV.
1: Yeah, I mean, with uh, all the events going on, the one that I think Jonathan and I agreed on before we even either of us got to Orlando was, okay, the red carpet premiere is a... It's a must. must. Yeah, must see, cannot miss event. And thanks to Jonathan getting uh, all the doing all the pre work and getting all the setup earlier in the day and getting our media access all ready, we showed up at about three forty-five. Just to make sure everything was uh, in order. And you know, found that everyone else had started a line at one p.m. for this four o'clock, five o'clock event.
3: It was insane, and it was it was a decent sized theater. I mean, how many people do you think could fit in the uh, the digital theater that they showed it in?
2: Six thousand is what I heard the seating was. Really? Well, you know, it you would think. I mean, it, it was
3: it was a really impressive presentation considering they kind of rolled that in. That wasn't a static digital theater. Uh, they they brought that in to for the presentation. You know, the, the only problem is is I, I really wish Jerry and I could have gotten better seats for that.
1: You know, Jonathan, I, I don't know if we could have had any better seats if we were sitting next to Dave Filoni himself.
3: Jerry and I had the opportunity to sit front row center in the media section uh, to watch this presentation. And it really – we won't go into the episode that we saw because everybody will see in a couple of weeks – But it was impressive. It definitely was impressive. For those people who don't know, they showed us first the last two episodes of season four, Brothers and Revenge. So we got to see all the walking again.
1: Well, but you know what, Jonathan, it's funny. I I have to admit, and you're right, if 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 anybody goes back and listens to the episode review that Republic Forces did on Brothers, I was very critical of that. And I think watching it without commercials – with revenge immediately following it it all worked and paced out a lot better for me so i'm really glad they decided to play the whole arc together and gave us that whole you know 66 minute three episode like mini movie experience just versus playing the premiere episode and hoping you remembered all the details of the other two shows oh no jerry i couldn't agree more and i think Again, I think that's kind of what the
3: Clone Wars team is looking at. It's something that, again, and I don't mean to keep putting people off, but we're going to discuss a little bit later, is that they're not pacing these necessarily as individual episodes. They're pacing them as arcs now. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, certainly. Everything that was said and that Filoni hinted at, and I think some of the things that you heard more specifically during the the media interview time, that's that's where we're heading. Define what you mean by arcs. I mean, isn't that what we've been getting for the past
2: 4 years everything seems to be pretty arced but each
3: episode previously and i've been watching actually some of the old episodes just to kind of see you know the the differences originally even though an episode was in an arc it appeared to me as it was still paced individually each episode was sort of paced to kind of keep it moving along but what i've started seeing maybe toward the end of the fourth season and maybe now going into the fifth is that when when it's when it's structured it's structured as if you could watch like three or four episodes together and that and they're kind of paced out that way so you may have like sort of a build-up one episode will be a build-up and as jerry said if you watch the next episode right away you flow right into that and it doesn't feel as um stuttered and you don't you don't it it doesn't fe- feel as broken um as it does if it's if you just watch something like uh brothers by itself
2: but again i kind of feel like that's how it was from the very beginning i mean you look at that original theatrical movie and that was four episodes spliced together you look at the savage press original arc it was episodes spliced together shown theatrically kids tv shows are mostly sold, and I mean cartoons, I'm not saying Clone Wars is aimed at kids anymore, but if you look at most animated television shows from Cartoon Network or Disney Network or whatever, they're sold in single DVD packages that have three or four episodes on them. That's how they started selling Clone Wars, and I guess they weren't selling too well because they nixed that and ended up going to the full season packages like they do the more Adult skewing live action series. It seems to me like this arc has constantly been the pattern. So I'm curious what changes because it does seem that there are arcs, but yet there are also arcs that go over time. Like we had the Savage Press trilogy in very early 2010, and we didn't see them again until the very end of the season in 2012.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there are some instances where, you know, you use the original 2008 movie that was multiple episodes spliced together. And I, I don't think that actually spliced very well. But I, I think what we're going to see is a, a much more intentional three, four episode arc for the intention of, I guess, just carrying maybe out know maybe more of a single story versus shows that are kind of. Loosely connected. I mean, I I was listening to one of our wrap up shows uh, for season three, where it starts with Senate Spy and goes to Brain Invaders or one of those shows, and that's kind of a five episode arc. But you could have made, you know, three mini stories out of that. They it wasn't even obvious to all of us on the the panel until someone said out loud that hey, that's really like a five episode arc. And I, I remember watching it. At the time, it wasn't that obvious to me. But you're right. This isn't, I, I think, such a new and novel concept that the Clone Wars viewers are going to think, hey, wow, what's going on? Why are they doing it like this? But it seems like these little one-offs that we get every so often, like the the Bounty Hunter episode we had this season where, where Asajj Ventress joins Boba Fett's group, that, that was very much of a one-off. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we stopped seeing those.
3: Well, I want to say that, I mean, I understand that we've always had arcs, but I think, you know, you kind of look back at, for example, the Malevolence trilogy in the first season. Each one of those, even though they were part of an arc, could just be watched in by themselves. They had, you know, a very set sort of beginning and ending, and you could you could almost pull them out of that arc. I think we're going to see less of that. I think they're going to be kind of just blended much better going going forward i would welcome that honestly
1: so along with that red carpet premiere i mean jonathan you're right Uh, i mean we we will talk about this this uh episode this premiere episode in a few weeks but i mean overall i think one one thing that i that i hope the, the listeners will take away is that our initial reaction at least mine was it was a fantastic episode i mean it really um Brings a little bit of closure to the the cliffhanger we had from season four. I know there was some fear whether or not they'd really go there um, in the the premiere episode. I think some of the trailers have suggested. Yep, Savage, Press and Darth Maul will very much be involved in the season, and and that's that's going to be true. And uh, I think overall, I think folks can be very optimistic and and be ready for a, a pretty good season ahead of us. Without
2: spoiling anything, Jerry. Can you just kind of give us some vague impressions on what this first arc, the season five premiere you saw, who it revolved around, what characters come back? Because, I mean, there's so many characters that float in and out of the Clone Wars, from Hondo to Maul to Death Watch to Jar Jar. <laughs> what, what was interesting that we've
3: never seen before in the Clone Wars is that the season five premiere was – a direct link to the cliffhanger from season four. And I don't think we've ever seen that before in Clone Wars. The characters, I mean, it's very much a continuation of the Maul, Savage Press storyline that ended season four. It kind of continues it on. Um, Obi-Wan is again involved. And it really sort of sets the stage for – what we're going to continually see, and I think a, a broad storyline dealing with you know the uh, the Knight Brothers
2: throughout the fifth season: very cool. I'm glad we didn't have to wait till the end of next year to see them again. I knew the trailer showed them, but well, last season's trailer showed them, and it was the very last episodes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, uh, Arnie, I think you'll uh, and just everyone getting ready for the, this premiere in a couple of weeks. I mean, there was plenty of surprises just in this one episode. There were some shockers. I mean, there's some things that were moments where the thousands of people in this uh, this room all just were shocked. Together, you could hear the the, the group just in unison express their emotions just up and down with, oh, my goodness, that was awesome. It was like, oh, no, I can't believe that happened. And just a little teaser, there was even a great vintage Kenner toy nod in the episode that uh, people will certainly not want to miss. And I'll leave it at that.
3: (laughs) Um, That was the other thing. Jerry, you and I had talked before we went to the premiere. Who was going to come to this premiere? Was it going to be kids? Was it going to be adults? Was it even going to be full? And Where was the interest in it? And, you know, how were people going to react? And I think it's safe to say that, I mean, we, we mostly – I mean, there were kids there, but it was mostly adults. And they were really into it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of funny when we got there at three thirty, three forty-five. We didn't see the line. The line was actually queuing in a different room because of the event that was in there before, I guess. So we got there like, oh wow, there's not even a big line here. I guess we didn't even, you know. But then someone told us, no, they're they're all in another room. they they've been lined up since one PM. So it, it was very, very energetic, a lot of interest.
3: The other thing that I will say about season the seasons five premiere is once again, the the look of it has improved. The animation has taken an, another step up. The lighting, it, it really a noticeable difference, especially watching the the last two episodes of four, and then stepping right into five. Wouldn't you agree, Jerry?
1: Yeah, in fact, that's that, that's a great transition to kind of what happened right after the premiere. I mean, they just didn't wrap up the show and say good night. Dave floney comes out and uh, on onto the little stage they had set up on the side. He's out there with the MC and eventually Sam Witwer came out on on stage with them and they talked about a lot of various things with with how the animation's progressing and how and how Sam Witwer had brought a lot of kind of his knowledge and even his uh, apparently he's a huge Star Wars fan and gets a lot of the EU as well and and brought some of the nuances to Darth Maul that we saw and it was it was just a really good back and forth that they had there for a few minutes and you know at that point we didn't realize we were getting the trailer but that's what they ultimately wrapped up the discussion with was uh, revealing to us the season five trailer
3: and the room went nuts completely i mean there were certain things and everybody's probably seen that trailer by now but you know there were certain components when the mandalorians came back and when we saw a certain sith lord i mean the room went crazy and and you you had something very profound to say jerry when that was over
1: yeah, I mean, first I'll say, uh, if you've not watched the trailer yet, it's on StarWars.com right now. Push pause on this on this discussion and go watch it right now. It's two minutes long. Come right back to us because the trailer was fantastic. Now, I've, I went back and actually watched Season 3 and Season four's trailers, and I remember kind of being excited. But this one just blew them out of the water. I, when it was done, I looked over at Jonathan and I said, hey, Jonathan. I might have peed my pants just now, <laughs> 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 because you're right. I mean, we saw and, and you know, being that's a trailer. I mean, I think we can go into some 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 bullet points here about it. I mean, we see Darth Maul and Savage Press teaming up with the Mandalorians, because basically, I guess they're trying to build an army. I mean, we don't really know what they're going after and what the promises back and forth are, but they're gonna they're gonna join up for at least a little bit. We see some Anakin showing some some dark side rage that we've not seen in this show yet we see that Asajj is going to be back you know causing some some trouble for the good guys you know there's kind of that hey what's going on sort of thing with Asajj after revenge is she going to be more helpful to the Republic or to Obi-Wan or is she going to go on and be a bounty hunter or just kind of get out of it all but no she she's gonna she's gonna be a, a thorn in the side of perhaps everybody um you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to consider her an ally. And then, you know, we saw the Republic Commando on there and a lot of references to the EU through a lot of these things. And probably the just the coolest thing that I, I didn't actually ever think that we would see in the Clone Wars is Darth Sidious, not Chancellor Palpatine, but Darth Sidious getting involved.
3: Dueling both Maul and Savage at the same time that was where there were there was there was audio that I couldn't even hear because of the roar of the crowd
1: (laughs) yeah I mean where it started was you hear the cackling of Darth Sidious and you see the lightsabers fall out of his sleeves into his hands and it you're right you couldn't hear anything else past that moment I think that's that had to be where Dave Filoni knew he had to hit a home run with this one, because the reaction to that was just unbelievable. And then I peed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
2: I saw this trailer online, and it does look really good. It it looks like old-school Star Wars. I mean, there are two trailers out there, and I did watch both, and I know you guys saw the second one with the Darth Sidious stuff, but I don't know. I feel a little bit like the abused girlfriend, and the boyfriend's like... Please, honey, I'll never hit you again. I can make things right. I'll do all the things we promised when we were dating. And, you know, four seasons, it's been, here you go, honey. Here's some roses and Bombad Jedi. <laughs> no, don't hit me. No, no, Bombad, no.
3: <laughs> well, Jerry did say that when we were kind of processing it after after the uh, the show, we were like, you know, we probably just saw the last two episodes of the season.
1: <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm i am totally open to what reality may set in but like i said i went back you know celebration five they showed the season three trailer of course and we saw a lot of the clips and that's where we learned about night sisters and savage Press. but you know what i don't remember being excited by the trailer i remember look coming out of that that same Dave floney type discussion being thinking like okay that, that's pretty cool let's see where they go with this You know, this is really pulling out all the stops. I mean, you don't get any better than Sith Lords in action, Mandalorians battling Jedi. I mean, this is kind of what we thought the Clone Wars was going to be like all along. You know, 15 years ago when we had all the little hints here and there of what the Clone Wars were. And it was supposed to be Mandalorians versus Jedi. Some of this might actually be coming to fruition. And I don't think you top that. The thing that gets me
2: that really excites me, honestly, is that it looks like they're tying some things together because I said earlier, there's so many different characters there and sometimes it gets a little bit tricky to keep it all straight, but if they were pulling a Lost-type thing or even if they just, in retrospect, fix things into a Lost-like thing where all of a sudden, all of this stuff with Death Watch that seemed a little bit out of left field and a little bit random where, and all this stuff with bounty hunters and all this stuff with Grievous and the separatists. It felt at first like they were introducing all this because you can't fight Grievous and Dooku every week because you know how that's not going to end. But now if they interweave all of these threads that they've been stringing for years into a cohesive, exciting storyline, it could be one of those game changers that makes you go back and go, those seasons that didn't seem so strong at the time could seem a lot stronger in retrospect and be something where I more excitedly go back. Because I'll be honest, I've never cracked the cellophane on my Clone Wars Blu ray sets. I own them all, but never cracked the cellophane on one. But if this happens, I could see myself going back and watching every episode and being more excited, even if I know, oh, God, bomb Bad Jedi, because I know that it's all interweaving to make something good. You may not want to watch a chicken lay an egg, but it ends up a tasty omelet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think along that line, season five is going to do a lot of things that the fans have been clamoring for for years. And also possibly repairing some damage. Arnie, when you had asked me about my impression, when we were at C6, you asked me about my impressions of what we saw at Clone Wars. I said, one thing that I really think we're going to see is that, that the Clone Wars series is starting to give the EU some love. One of the things that was in the trailer and was further expanded upon in the Clone Wars panel was... Something that came from way back, uh, one of the first Dark Horse series, Tales of the Jedi, The Beast Riders of Onderon. Onderon is a, a big point in one of the early arcs of this season, and I was excited to see that. They're also, as Jerry said, bringing in, uh, Republic Commandos, and there were a couple of points where they were pulling a lot of cues actually from the game. And the thing that I kind of wondering is, with this kind of looking at a very more of the militaristic Mandalorians. Um, are we going to get some corrections in kind of putting Mandalorians back where we perceived them given some of the EU material?
2: Or are they going to do like when we went to the Twi'lek home world and just
1: interfere even more? Jack it all up.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to the abusive relationship thing. It's why now? After
1: four years of going... We're well, gonna. Oh, I know, we, I, I think know why we not. have an answer to that. I have a theory. Jonathan and I talked this because what I didn't mention about the trailer was the very last thing that showed up on the on the screen. Trailer's <laughs> over, and it says "Clone Wars Season Five, New New Time, Saturdays, nine thirty a.m." So it's not on Friday nights anymore, folks. It's on Saturday morning cartoons. Now we've heard some people say, Oh yeah. Cartoon Network's just trying to put all their, their action kid boy shows or whatever, kind of in a single block. My personal interpretation of cartoon networks programming is that like Friday nights, they're like key lineup. Cause like, Nickelodeon does their shows on Saturday, and Disney does their shows on Fridays as well. But they're mostly girl-oriented. So, like Cartoon Network, usually puts the big hitters on Friday night. Is Clone Wars no longer considered a heavy hitter? You know, going from a Friday night prime time to a Saturday morning. I wonder if there's some writing on the wall for Felonian folks to say, "Hey, the the show's not performing well. We're going to put it onto a different time." Uh, You know, get it. We're going to do other things with Friday night. That's more successful. And is there some writing on the wall that says we need to step up this game and or maybe we don't see a season six?
3: Well, and he pretty much said that in the Clone Wars panel. I mean, jumping ahead to that, there were he was talking about the things that were coming ahead, because we know they work pretty far ahead with the Clone Wars. And he said, we've got some great things for season six. Hopefully you'll get to see them. So they know that ratings are down. They know that interest is waning. They know that the kids who were right at the age for the clo- or the targeted age for the Clone Wars when they started this for, you know, a little over 4 years ago are now on to other things.
1: Well, and even even during the discussion after the premiere, Dave and he says, man, I'm really glad you guys got a chance to see it on a big screen like that. And he kind of looks at the – turns and looks at the screen. That's a really nice way to watch Clone Wars, isn't it? Subtle, Dave. Subtle.
3: Well, in the press conference, he tried backtracking on that one, but not very effectively.
2: <laughs> How
3: did he try? He just goes, oh, no, I was just saying it was really nice to to see it up there because that was one of the questions that was asked. Is like, well, are you planning more theatrical releases? Well, after the premiere, the next morning, Jerry and I were able to go to the Clone Wars panel with uh Filoni and Aaron where they talked a lot about what goes into you know making the Clone Wars, how they kind of maintain it, the changes that they've made and you know, plans that they have. One thing they, they shared a lot of information. They showed us a lot of footage, um, and we got a pretty good surprise but one of the things that he shared early on they are introducing some new character models of characters that we've already have because they want to use them more and that they're using a lot and they're, they're starting to fill up the worlds more and more with more detail
1: yeah i mean probably the the most interesting bit of news from that was you know they're talking dave filoni said hey uh i hope you notice that yoda has more exp- expression more detail you know, we're, we're designing him to be able to do more because he might do more. And, you know, again, very subtle, but yeah, I mean, it it does seem like they're, they're kicking up the game. I mean, even, even with some of the clips, you know, the, the way they, if you've never been to one of these panels, usually what they do, the MC was out there with them and they're talking back and forth and they'll show some concept art talk a little bit about hey this is something really cool that's coming you know here's some concept art on the screen and well hey let's let's watch a clip so they took us through the the battle of endor that we that we saw quite a bit of that in the trailer then we saw some very interesting clips with um Obi-Wan talking to Anakin in his room in his apartment I guess in the Jedi temple about you know really Tough questions and and really hard hitting, you know, Anakin. What's your relationship with Padme? You're way too close. You 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 can't let this be any more than friends. There seems like there's anger. Blah blah blah. I mean, we we see a lot of very interesting themes come you know coming up in season five. And I I think it's fascinating stuff. Fascinating ground for them to cover.
3: I was actually thrilled by that whole Anakin Obi Wan and Anakin's um anakin's room for a number of reasons one it kind of it expands on their relationship and it really calls into account what we've been talking about or i mean as fans for a couple of years how did he not how did obi-wan not know so i'm i i can't wait to see how that plays out in the story arc that they're they're obviously going to do but we also saw some uh some droid adventures didn't we <laughs>
1: yeah if you, if you um hopefully have seen the trailer by now you see that there's a a bit where Mace Windu takes some of the astromech droids, R2 and three other astromech droids, and a pit droid and kind of puts them in a mission to kind of infiltrate the Separatists in some fashion. And they show a scene where the droids are en route to their mission and they have some vehicular problems. They they come across like a, a ice comet field, if you will. And um, it was funny, right as they were showing the scene, I looked over at Jonathan and I said, wow, wasn't this a clip from the the original Star Tours? You know, one of the the bits in there is when you take off and you you come into like a little comet field, and sure enough, even Dave Filoni or uh, Joel Aaron one had referenced like, yeah, hopefully that reminds you of the Star Tours a little bit, and so you know, just just cool little nods. You know, those are nods that I think are that that are pretty cool. Um, but probably the biggest reveal from the clips that we didn't see in the trailer was the the uh, the presence that Black Sun is going to have in season five and uh, Darth Maul and. Savage Press meeting with the, the failings on Mustafar and trying to set up some alliances there. So it just, I mean, it seems like they're, I don't know what other stops they can be pulling out here. I mean, they are really going for it. I mean, they're hitting for the wall, trying to go for that Grand Slam here with the, all these themes that I'm, I'm almost starting to cross over into. How are they going to pull all this, you know, all these different themes and stories? How are they going to pull this off well in just a single season?
3: Well, I think you're right when you say they're 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 shooting for the wall because they realize this is do or die. If they don't, I I mean I honestly believe, in as much as it pains me, if they don't do what they haven't in some ways haven't been doing for the previous four seasons, in season five, there I can almost guarantee there won't be a season six.
2: That is shocking, but it does confirm kind of something that I'll be talking about a little bit later. I know that. Ewoks made it two seasons, droids only made it one. Despite how big and powerful Lucasfilm is, they do need a television network to show this and pay for it. I also think if it's canceled early, though, because of how much work goes into the show ahead of time, there would be some nice bonuses for that DVD.
1: But now after the last clip that they showed, the lights came on and there was an empty chair on stage. The MC was no longer with Filoni and Aaron. And then suddenly Filoni became the MC and introduced to us what he called his biggest supporter, the show's biggest supporter, George Lucas. No, wait, let me let me say that right. George freaking Lucas came out on the, the, the mini stage I had set there for the Clone Wars panel. And, you know, I've never met George Lucas in person. I've never been in the same room with George Lucas. But, you know, even I just was amazed – by the energy that was in that room it was unparalleled it was amazing when george lucas came out cuz i i don't think you know a lot of a lot of people probably heard that lucas was there lucas was there he was walking around and they you know they didn't let anybody out in the, into the exhibit floor until like 9:20 which was a little late people knew he was there don't know what all he was doing cuz you know he obviously didn't have an announced panel or discussion today he was just making random visits Jonathan and I were were lucky to uh, kind of be in there when he when he showed up to that. So,
3: he absolutely electrified the room. But it was, you know, he he came out and he 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 shared how I think how pleased he is with the the direction that the Clone Wars is taking this year. He spoke a lot about um, you know, his his faith in what Filoni is doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly they're joking around a little bit. George talked about how much he loved animation. Talked a little bit about, you know, not in detail, but mentioned, hey, we've got this going on, the detours work, if you'd seen the Seth Green panel. And then he talked about a a third series in the works aimed at a younger audience. And that was kind of the big, huh, moment. Yeah, he
3: didn't really go into too much detail. He just kind of glossed over it. But it definitely sounds like uh, besides Clone Wars and besides detours, there is a third animated series in the works uh geared toward probably the more six-year-old crowd i we've i think now correct me if i'm wrong we've heard rumors of this before it kind of being like almost a galactic heroes type thing as
1: what was referred to as squishies at one point
3: yeah yeah, So, but unfortunately they didn't give us any sort of time frame on where it was going or what they were doing. But he he has a desire to go forward with Lucasfilm Animation and, and tackle other areas. So we can only hope that that means that possibly other eras in the Star Wars
2: universe may get
3: uh, some attention.
2: Or not. You see, I was at a panel on Friday with Delray Books and with Hasbro, and at the beginning – They had some, I don't know if you'd call them hosts, barkers, people, volunteers, yelling, if you have a child under 12, you can come get this ticket to a special event. And I was curious what it was, but not that curious. I didn't have a child under 12 with me and didn't pay too much attention to it. I thought it was actually on Sunday, but it turned out I think it was on Saturday. Well, we were doing a meet and greet in the social area on Saturday when this precocious little boy Xander comes up and asks me if I'd like to accompany him to the Calling All Kids event. And I was intrigued and it had said hosted by Dave Filoni with a special guest. Well again, we all knew Lucas was in the house when there's a secret special guest. Lucas was the secret special guest at the Star Wars detours panel I'm like you know maybe they're letting kids get a chance to see Lucas I should go to this and so I accompany Xander and his father to the event and I sit down and an MC comes out and then Dave Filoni comes out and Dave Filoni says you know we realize that the Clone Wars can get kind of dark for kids and so we have some a lot of ideas in the writer's room we have ways we want to take things and so here's something made just for you kids and then the music starts and it's the same music we always hear on clone wars the star wars theme all synthesized but instead of clone wars coming up what comes up is green and it just says young jedi and then we get a voiceover about how Younglings are taken from their parents and brought in to be trained, and we're introduced to this group of six younglings who Ahsoka is overseeing, and it starts, and I'm going to say pretty spoiler-free, but it starts with them on Ilum trying to get their crystals to build their first lightsabers, and you've got a number of different species, one human, one Rhodian, one Ithorian, a Wookiee. I thought Lucas personally had said Wookiees couldn't be Jedi, but there's a Wookiee, a lot of them. And they're all archetypes. And it reminded me of nothing quite so much as the old Dungeons and Dragons TV series. I used to see where you have all your different types of characters. Each one has a trait and they have to work together and all of that. And, Honestly, I'm sitting there like, oh boy, this convention is so big and there's I'm working at it. There's so much I could be doing and I'm sitting here watching an episode of The Clone Wars that's aimed at the youngest of children. Maybe not the youngest. It wasn't uh, teaching to count. It had themes in this first episode because I think like your season five premiere, I saw four episodes of what I'm assuming is the Clone Wars, but now you guys tell me there's this other series. Maybe it's not, but like one of them has to overcome their fear. One has to learn to have self-confidence. They, one has to learn teamwork. One has to learn to overcome selfishness. One has to learn to be patient.
1: Wait, how, how long were these four episodes?
2: The whole thing ran 88 minutes. That's why oh, wow. I think it was... Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking... At first, I thought it was three. Then I realized commercials are longer than that. So I'm pretty sure I saw four episodes, the first being the trip to Ilum. But then things get a little bit weird (laughs) because (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, you know what? For the audience, this isn't bad because I will read kids' books if they're Star Wars just to get the story, like the Junior Jedi Knights and the Galaxy of Fear novels these are way below my reading level despite what some now playing listeners may say about me but <laughs> I will read them to find out what happens to the characters and the way it was handled and taking me back to that old dungeon and dragon series was kind of good. And I'm like, okay, now you're getting something for the kids. If you if this means clone wars itself is going to skew a little bit more adolescent and not ha- and give All the Bombad Jedi episodes, a place to roost. I'm for this. And then things changed. And Hondo, the pirate, attacks the ship. And the kids start fighting back, killing pirates. And it gets all bloody. And the Separatists come in. And now they're at war. And it's now just any other episode of the Clone Wars. And I'm like, how is this for kids again? I actually was worried about little Xander. But... He'd fallen asleep for most of that, so that was okay.
3: <laughs> wow. Um, now, is this going? Is this what the this new series is going to be? Was it the same type of animation as Clone Wars? Is this going to be a one-off? What was your impression?
2: Well, you see, this is where I thought what you said might have come into play because what he said at the end, Filoni, what he said at the end was. We don't know when you're going to get a chance to see this, so we were real glad that we were able to share it with you. Now, with what you're saying about Season 5, will it last? I'm wondering if these are some later Season 5 episodes, in which case we've seen almost half of Season 5 between the three of us, because I'm thinking your opening arc was three or four episodes. I saw four episodes, so that would be eight out of about 20 or 21
1: Wasn't that the same phrase that he used, Jonathan? The media event about season six was, "I hope you get to see him."
2: Yeah, it was
3: word for word the same.
1: Maybe these are some really like early rough season six because they're working on that, of course. Season six concepts because it sounds like it has the potential to kind of make you feel like this is way below you and like very childish. But then it ends with this battle that, wow, that's weird. That is very weird. It is very weird. You don't put Hondo in anything that's uh, meant for you know, kids less than 12 anyway. Actually, you know what? Hondo
2: came out of this, my favorite Clone Wars original character. And you guys saw that trailer where he delivers the rocket launchers? And he's like, very expensive. And Ahsoka goes, are they legal? Oh, yes. I got to go. That type of Hondo humor is omnipresent. He starts off as... Their villainous enemy, but then it becomes, you know, the cliche, the enemy of the, my enemy is my friend. And Hondo's hysterical in this. I love
1: Hondo in this. You will love the premiere of season five then. that's all. is... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Come on, Hondo's in it. That, come on. I The early episodes with Hondo, I didn't care for,
2: but they really have just embraced this madcap pirate, this amoral SOB. And I just loved him in it. It was great. But... Now, I was wondering, I, with Xander's father, we were talking on the way out. We're like, maybe this is intended to be a one off DVD release. Like I said, they love to release those $10 four episode DVDs. Because with what you guys were telling me and the, after you saw your panel about how dark things were and how great things were, I see this and I'm like, Whoa, how could this be? I didn't know if it's going to be one of those, again, like we've seen before, where some of the episodes skew really young, and then it comes back and goes a different way, or if this is a different series or a one-off. His weird, we hope you get to see this kind of left me in the dark as to what it was going to be. But in the end, I was glad to have seen it because it was something that very few people there – as far as our ilk, got to see podcasters, journalists, but by the same token, I have no idea where this fits in. I watched both of those trailers twice for this upcoming season and didn't see a frame of Young Jedi in there.
3: Maybe it's just going to be something bonus on the season five Blu ray release.
2: Understand. You know, Jerry, you said maybe this is something rough from season six. You say bonus? No. These were highly detailed, highly animated, scored, polished episodes. You don't do all that work and spend all that money for bonus content. You would have to release it separate in order to have another revenue stream. You just you have to pay for this somehow. It's it's a lot of
1: work. I mean whether it's rough or finished, I mean I wonder if they're golly, I'm starting to wonder if they're seeing the writing on the wall so strongly that they're even trying to Test audience these season six shows that maybe they already, already know that Cartoon Network's gonna cut them off after season five. Maybe they, I mean, I, I don't remember from two thousand eight kind of what all was said. If they knew they'd get a hundred episodes with Cartoon Network, and maybe they know, hey, season five takes us beyond a hundred shows. We've already got these things in for season six. It's not so strong. Maybe they were trying to feel the audience out a little bit to see, hey, could we release these? In another way, because I think, Jonathan, this may be a good segue into the media event. I have a counter-thought to that, Jerry. You're you're a Batman
2: fan, right? You know about the DC animated series and all that? Sure. And you know that ba- – I didn't know this until we did the Batman retrospective on Now Playing. I only knew that Batman had the series Batman, the animated series that started back in 92, 93. And what I didn't realize is that after that was canceled – There was another Batman series with a different title, but that kind of maintained the continuity. And then another one, and they created this entire universe of similar aesthetic cartoons, and they changed the name, they changed the look, they changed a few details, but it's the same series. So it's appealing to people who watch the old show, but being fresh for new viewers, kind of like a comic book doing a soft reboot and putting out a new number one issue so that it's a jumping on point. I almost wonder if this might be the series for kids that will come when clone war stops. That's still clone Warsy enough, but yet different and aimed a little bit younger and yet still with some violence. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds analogous to like Ben 10, Ben 10 has, like, changed its premise slightly, given it a new name, like, Ben 10 Alien Force, and now suddenly it's, like, a different series? You know, catch the premiere of Ben 10 Alien Force, like, well, isn't this just Ben 10? Well, no, now he's, now he's, like, 16, he's, um, his sister's dating this dude who's got a car, and he's also a, whatever. You know, they, 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 they do that a little bit, so, but but maybe maybe our two theories but maybe they coexist in the sense of my original theory was like hey maybe they know this will not make it to cartoon network and they're looking for different ways to market it and use this event as a way to see hey does you know would you be interested in this you're saying that hey no they're just going to remarket it and give it a new title and kind of keep the animation and and use some of the computer models a little longer to help you know spread out the costs and get more mileage, either way, it's still, it whatever way they choose is still the result of the same concept that season five might be mega break.
2: Yeah, and it would also give this series, the new Young Jedi series, something currently lacking, which is a cohesive central character. By having these Young Jedi under the watch of Ahsoka, it would give a good focus, kind of like the new Transformer series they have that focuses on the young Autobots there. But they didn't do a focus group when I was there, but I did a little one of my own. I was curious. I knew what I thought of the episode, but I wanted to know what Xander, my golden ticket into the show, thought of it. And so here's a little interview I did with Xander. So I am sitting here with Xander, a young Star Wars fan who came up during the Star Wars Action News meet and greet we were doing in the social area, and asked me to go to an event called Calling All Kids. And this was something I'd heard about, but you had to have a young child to get in. And it was very cool to ask me. We went in, and they were watching three episodes of the Clone Wars. Dave Filoni came out and said he realized that the show sometimes gets darker for younger viewers. So we got to see a trilogy called Young Jedi, focusing on a group of six young Padawans, much. Like, Xander here. Xander, what did you think of those episodes?
4: It was cool and a little not what I was expecting, but I actually liked it a lot.
2: What were you expecting?
4: I was expecting something more Star Wars, the movie saga things.
2: Did you like the episodes that focused on the young pa- the younglings? Yes. And which one was your favorite?
4: Um, the second one. The name of it
2: uh, was the the Rodian one.
4: Mhm.
2: And which we we saw three episodes. The first one they built the lightsabers. The second one they fought off a pirate raid, and the third one they rescued Ahsoka. Which one was your favorite arc?
4: My favorite art was the third one.
2: Do you like Hondo as the guy who had, was against them? Yes. And do you usually watch the Clone Wars?
4: Yes, but my dad deleted it off the DVR because he didn't want me watching it.
2: Why didn't he want you to watch it?
4: I don't know. He just accidentally pressed the delete yes on the screen and boop.
2: Did the episodes ever scare you or get a little bit dark or anything when characters get killed or all the violence? No. Okay, so maybe Dave is a little oversensitive, focusing on the young Jedi. Do you like Ahsoka? Yes. Did you like to see her training a class of young Jedi? Yes. Do you want your own lightsaber like they got?
4: Yeah, but I have two at home. One is red and one is blue light up
2: effects. Well, red is for bad guys and blue is for good guys. Which are you? Both. Alright. Well, Xander, thank you very much for asking me to join you today. It was my honor and thank you again. I'm glad you enjoyed the episodes.
4: (laughs) And I also like the new toys that are maybe coming out. Like the Star Wars for of the Jedi Luke, maybe?
2: Very cool. Very cool. So, Xander, may the Force be with you. Can you say that for our listeners?
4: May the Force be with you.
2: So thanks to Xander and Corey for getting me into that. I really appreciate it. I'm glad Xander enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting a glimpse into this unknown animated future and really wonder where it's going to end up.
1: So, Jonathan, there was some things that we've been talking about here around the future of the show that I think you got into a little bit during the the media event that that was held on Saturday. You want to take us through kind of what went on there and who all from the Clone Wars appeared?
3: Yeah, it was Saturday on Saturday? I was lucky enough to get an invite to. A, what they, what Lucasfilm called a press conference. And there was about a dozen media people in a room with the, I guess, the main players in the Clone Wars. Faloney and Aaron were there, as well as Whitwer, Ashley Eckstein, Matt, Lan- Matt Lanter, and, uh, and James Arnold Taylor. And we all had the opportunity to ask questions. Uh, actually each person got, um, individual questions and a lot of, uh, what I would describe very interesting information came out of that. First of all, the question that I asked was, what is Filoni's role in the Clone Wars and then expanded in Lucasfilm going to be with George Lucas's impending or reported retirement? And Filoni said that his focus right now um, and in the future, as far as he knows, is still going to be Clone Wars. They are still, according to Filoni, committed to doing Clone Wars and will do it as long as the it, as long as it is financially feasible for them to do so. He went on to say a lot of other things in this interview, um, not least of which being that in season five, the episodes are going, to, for the most part, to be structured into four-episode arcs that can be converted into an 88-minute movie. I found that interesting because that compiled with some of the other things that we've heard and some of the things that we know about uh, you know, popularity waning and now the the shift in time. I can't help wondering if we're not going to be seeing them worried about it being canceled, and if it's canceled, still being able to release them in mini movies uh direct to D V D. Um the other interesting points that came out um were Sam Witwer and Ashley Eckstein talking about the future of their characters. Uh, You know, obviously Sam being Darth Maul and Ashley being Ahsoka. And the, the, the really strong impression that I got, and I was talking to some of the other people after the, after the press conference was that this could be the season that we learn the fate of Ahsoka. And, you know, I, I, Jerry, I believe it was in one, I I believe it was in the Clone Wars panel that Filoni said that, you know, the character, you know, his actors, even when they have a character that dies, he still tries to give them something else to do. Well, he brought that, that was brought up again in the press conference and at one point he actually told Ashley that she needed to stop talking now. So, um, you know, I think I just keep getting the really distinct impression based on things that people have said and things that ha- have been hinted at that this, they're preparing in a lot of ways possibly for the end of Clone Wars. Um, he did say that, you know, he, that George in the press conference, he did say that George has plans for Lucas animation that it's going to grow and expand and all the things that they've done to develop and maintain the clone wars, it would be, it would just be stupid to, to just let it, let it be. Um So we'll have to see what, what goes on. But other than that, the, uh you know, the actors kept talking about how they, they enjoy work together and that the, they, they, they love that they have the input into the, the, you know, their characters and the character development. Um, I guess I didn't realize how much Faloney actually discusses each character with each actor and gets their impression, especially people like, La- you know, Matt, Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein about how they feel their character would react to certain situations and translate that vocally.
1: I just love what you said there, Jonathan. I would love to have been in the room and hear Dave Filoni say to Ashley Eckstein, "You just need to stop talking." Because <laughs> oddly enough, that was that was a line that Ahsoka used in a uh, in an episode. I remember kind of making fun of when we were talking. So that's just maybe maybe he was trying to be uh, a little funny with that too.
3: I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how this how this season plays out. But um, you know, as I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of the the end of things for clone wars and uh, maybe it's maybe it's run its course
2: I don't mean to be a hater but I did have a conversation with the guys from Jedi Temple Archives and Yak Face on Saturday night after you told me some of this Jonathan and you know what I love Star Wars I I have Star Wars tattoos I really do I went in to Clone Wars the premier movie the most excited I think anyone could be I was as excited for the Clone Wars animated cartoon as I was for Revenge of the Sith. Needless to say, those expectations were dashed on the rocks immediately, but I've enjoyed some of the concepts the Clone Wars has come up. I really like the way some of the EU authors have taken things from the Clone Wars and carried them, but if the Clone Wars is cancelled, I kind of feel like it gets the fate it deserves. I feel like they've kind of denied giving the fans what they want for so long. And now, as a desperate effort, it's like, Oh, crap. We're going to be canceled. We need those fanboys. Let's give them some continuity and let's give them some laser swords and let's not have Jar Jar in a Jedi robe.
3: I mean, I agree with you. I have a slightly different, I guess, perception of the Clone Wars than you do. I mean, As a fan myself, yes, there are definitely pieces of the Clone Wars that haven't been as satisfying as I would have hoped or wanted or really believed that we would get, given that this is the Clone Wars. I thought it would be more about the actual battles than running off on some of these random tangents. But the difference between us, Arnie, in this respect is I have two boys, a six and an eight year old, who I see love in this show, who I, you know, it's, it's their gateway More than anything else into Star Wars fandom. So I will be disappointed if the Clone Wars is canceled because I mean, like we've all said, this, this series has so much potential and the things that they're, they're doing and the, the strides that they're making both in animation and in some of the stories that they're willing to tell and some of the places they're willing to go with it. I really think that Maybe more than anything else, there have been some missed opportunities. I think if it maybe maybe we'll be lucky, and that if they're able to pull their irons out of the fire this season, that will maybe for season six will really maybe yay hey, even season five will really get the Clone Wars that we all believed we we could and want we could get and really wanted.
2: I realize what I'm saying could be taken as very harsh and as if I don't like the show. And I'm not saying take the show off the air. I'm just saying that it seems that if audiences are walking away, that they're kind of on the same level I am. I buy these Blu-rays. I watch the show every week. And I love some episodes. But I can't say there have been a whole lot of arcs I like. I mean, you look at you look at the Mortis trilogy that had a great first episode and you can go to the archives and see what everybody thought of that's conclusion. But I just think that this is star Wars and they need to really go to these places that the trailers show them going and commit to it in order to be a show that's really going to be embraced. And as it is, It's a show that I like some episodes, I love a few episodes, and I don't like some episodes, and I'm apathetic about a lot of it. And so if it gets canceled, I really, really want to see them tie up these story arcs that they've created. What happens to Asajj as a bounty hunter? What happens to Ahsoka? What happens with Death Watch? Don't just leave it to the EU to someday pick up because you got canceled, but...
3: I think, I think that they will do that. I think that, that's why I think maybe some, some major things are going to happen this season because they know this may be their last chance to tell it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It would almost seem fitting if they, when the, whenever the show gets canceled or runs its course, that they end it with a theatrical release to tie up all those strings. Because that it's kind of what they need to do.
1: Well, guys, I think, you know, based on everything we're talking here, if Celebration 6 has done nothing else, I think it has done a good job of getting us back into the mode to think about Clone Wars again. And we're about a, a month out. There's a lot of speculation here. There's a lot of what-ifs. There's a lot of hopes for what animation for Lucasfilm could be. But, you know... At least for now, we've got a season 5 and you know, what I'd say is if it's if it's half as awesome as that trailer made it seem to be, then maybe they've got an opportunity to justify their way into doing season 6 exactly the way season 5 is. So, it's going to come down to fan support and like I said, I think Celebration 6 has done a good job of, you know, stirring the pot a little bit and getting everybody thinking and prepping for, for the Clone Wars to start back up, which is something I, I, I didn't expect to walk out of Celebration 6 with a whole lot of Clone Wars going through my head. So uh, well done, Dave Filoni. I think you guys presented yourself very well. I think the programming you gave us at Celebration with premiering Season 5 was phenomenal. I, I feel like, a, like I'm part of an elite crowd who got to see it first. So uh, kudos to that. I agree completely.
2: I went to celebration saying, eh, Clone Wars, it's going to be on TV really soon. I can spend my time doing other things to going, I really want to see this season. I want to see Sidious whip out those sabers. I want to see the context of these clips. I'm excited for Clone Wars Season 5.
1: Great. So despite the fact the show is moving to Saturday mornings, so count on us the week of September 30th sometime after october 1st probably airing our first episode review of that premiere episode that's going to be hitting cartoon network september 29th saturday morning at 9:30 a.m so we'll see you once again that week i'm looking forward to
2: watching it while eating crunch berries just like i did droids and ewoks back in the day
1: <laughs> all right well thanks guys we'll catch everybody next time
2: all right look forward to talking it and seeing where season five goes yeah and- After the show, may the sleep
0: be with you. Always. Thank you for listening to Republic Forces Radio Network. Remember, we want your thoughts on the next episode of the Clone Wars series. You can leave us a voicemail at 415-508-JEDI every week from the time the new episode airs, and voicemails received by 1 a.m. Sunday morning may be included in our next episode. You can find our reviews of previous Clone Wars episodes as well as our summer series reviewing the classic droid cartoon series at our website www.republicforces.com. And be sure to listen to our other Star Wars podcast, Star Wars Action News, covering all aspects of Star Wars collecting, from figures to high-end collectibles to Star Wars Band-Aids. Republic Forces Radio Network is hosted by Jerry, Arnie, Dan, Jen, Barrent, and Nathan P. Butler of StarWarsFanWorks.com. Republic Forces Radio Network, RepublicForces.com, and Star Wars Action News are not affiliated with Lucasfilm or any other official Star Wars-related company. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains are copyright and trademarked, Lucasfilm Limited, and no infringement is intended. Republic Forces Radio Network is a Venganza Media Production. Copyright 2012. All rights reserved.